If you have an elderly family member or friend or even an elderly neighbor who doesn't reliably have someone checking on them every day to ensure all is well, then a new service being offered by Brazos County may be just the thing to look into. Welcome to Brazos Matters. I'm Jay Sokol. I have two guests today who will tell us more about a wellness check program that is new to Brazos County. It's called Are You Okay? And here from Brazos County is Precinct 3 County Commissioner Nancy Berry and RUOK Volunteer Coordinator Valdi Masco. So welcome to Brazos Matters, Commissioner Berry and Valdi. Thank you. Glad to be here. So Valdi, you and I have not met before today. Tell me a little bit about where you're from and where your career has taken you. Okay, I'm a hometown, hometown girl. I'm from Bryan, Texas. Uh, I, grew, I graduated from Bryan High School. After I graduated from Bryan High School, I went to Sam Houston State University and graduated there with a bachelor in criminal justice. And after I graduated, I started working for the Department of Justice for the Federal Bureau of Prisons right here in Bryan, Texas. It's the Women Federal Prison Camp. I stayed there approximately about 18 years. I mean, 28 years. I'm sorry. And I retired April 30th of 2023. And I knew I wanted to keep giving to the community. So I went on the Brazos County website and I saw this position that says volunteer coordinator. I'm like, that's for me. Hmm. And so I submitted my resume and application. A couple of months later, I got a phone call and said, are you still interested in the position? I said, sure. I went in for my interview. I'm like, this is for me. So the Are You Okay program, because I love giving back to the citizens and I want always people that remain hopeful every day. I want them to wake up hopeful. So with the program, that's what we're there for, to check on their wellness. Hmm. And if B, if we might have to send the deputy out to check on them, that's what we're going to do because yeah. Brazos County, we love our seniors. Well, let me stop real quickly. And you, you mentioned the Women's Federal Prison Camp. Yes. And I, th- I think there are a fair number of people in this community, even those who've lived here for a long time, who may not even know we have a facility like that. So can you describe real quickly what what that facility is and what your role was there? So it's a minimal facility for women only. It's there to help them to, we want them to readjust back into society. Mm. My role, when I retired, I was a unit manager. And with that being said, I was responsible for ensuring that the ladies get released. Um, the classes, we recommend classes that they take and participate in. So once they get out, they have a better position at getting a, um, a job, employment. What also. kind of classes are we talking about? Uh, from anywhere from parenting classes, from just different. Uh, we had a GED program there mm-hmm. also that they can participate in and just different classes uh, so they can kind of life skills type yes type classes yes. okay yes. okay uh, financial literacy yes okay yeah. so commissioner barry when did you first become aware of a program that was at least similar to are you okay and why did you think it'd be a good fit here uh, well i read about a program in california in the newspaper called County News, and it's published by the National Association of Counties uh, every two weeks. And there was an article about a program in California uh, that was called Elder Orphans, which I think is a bad name. But 
a man had just be, lost his wife, and he read in the paper that someone had died and was found in his house a couple of weeks later. Hmm. And he said, that could be me. He called the sheriff's office and said, could you check on me? I don't have anybody that checks on me. So they started a program called Elder Orphans that calls them to check on them, ask them if they're okay. And I, I, I was immediately interested in that because I know we have elders here that live alone and probably don't have people to check on them. So I called um, the person that they referenced in the article and got some information and that they used a, a particular software to do this, these call outs. So I uh, contact Patrick Corley, our head of 911 here, mm -hmm. and he said the software is housed in the emergency operation center. So mm -hmm. I called Michelle Mead, who runs that, and she said, we don't have that capacity in our software, and we had just renewed our software for three years. Okay. So last September, it was up for renewal, and so we got the call out feature uh, purchased with our software, so we were able to do it, and uh, so I'm I'm excited about it. Did you have to fight for uh, a little extra funding to make that happen? No, uh, we have the ARPA funds, the American Rescue Plan funds that we're using for uh, Valdi salary and uh, oh, telephones and desks to set it up and. After the ARPA money runs out at the end of 26, then the county will fund it. Okay. And it's through the sheriff's office. Okay. So if I'm a resident, this is for either one of you or both of you, if I'm a resident, elderly or otherwise, I suppose, um, who really needs that daily reliable wellness check, how will I sign up for this? Well, uh, we have applications um, that are going to be available in lots of locations, but you can call 979-775-RUOK. Okay. And you'll get Valdi, and she'll get, you can either mail in an application or, but you have to sign it because we have to have permission to do the wellness check. Okay. So aside from basic information that anyone would expect to provide, um, what are some additional pieces of information that could be helpful to you, Valdi, or, or anyone else with the Brazos County Sheriff's Office who might have to physically go check on someone who doesn't answer that phone call? Um, you know, is, is there some kind of medical history that needs to be shared, or do you have a pet who lives with you, that sort of thing? Yes. Uh, part of the application is, do you have an extra key? Where do you keep it? Uh, who do you want us to contact? Uh, do you have a pet? Do you have a car? What make and model is it? What kind of pet do you have? Do you have two cats? Do you have one dog? Whatever you have. Mm. So that when the officer goes there, the sheriff deputy goes to check, they know what to expect. And and so let's say I successfully sign up for this. And by the way, my understanding, Valdi and I had a brief discussion before we got started, and she said it is almost ready to roll out. Things aren't quite online yet, but they should be any time now. And, and we'll tell people how to, to go find that. But let's say that I successfully sign up for Are You Okay? Valdi, walk me through the steps, uh, the next steps of what I should expect. So once we receive your application, we will start calling you on your Prearranged day and time, which could be up to three times per week. And we'll call you and we'll say, are you okay? If you answer, 
we're going to ask, are you okay? If you say yes, if you don't have any other questions, we'll just hang up and we'll go on to the next person. But also, if you do not answer, we're going to make numerous attempts to keep calling you. And then if we cannot get you, then we'll access the situation. Then if we need to, we'll send out a deputy or EMS, whoever we may need to send out to check on you. So with this, you might have a doctor's appointment. So they're set up where you can call in the R-O-U-K phone number and say, I got a doctor's appointment on Wednesday at 9 a.m. So I will not be home at that time to receive your phone call. That way we know we don't have to uh, dispatch a deputy out to your residence. Hmm. So be expecting calls maybe up to three times per week. We're here. Any questions? I also have a resource list. If you say I might need some meals, so I'm going to have a resource list where my volunteers can give out phone numbers. Okay. Also, and my volunteers will go through the training so that we are always empathetic towards the person that's always on the other line. Right. And so... Making sure I heard this right. It's a maximum of three times a week. Up to three times. Up to three times a week. Okay. And you get to to determine which days and which times. So we're going to kind of leave that up to the residents. Okay. Whatever's convenient for them. And on the application, it asks what time on the a.m. you would like to be contacted. So that's what we would go by. It's not set in stone. So if you want to change the date, the time, that's feasible. Hmm. So and and to be clear, um, this up to three times a week, it's an automated wellness check that's through the phone. It's not it's not a person who is ava- available for a conversation, right? It's the volunteers, and it can be automated. It just depends on how many people we have that's participating in the program. So my volunteers will be calling one on one to make it personal, okay? Because we want it personal. To give it that human interaction because okay. some people need that human interaction. Because some versions of this program, I think, are strictly automated, if I'm right. Well, uh, Belton does this, and they have automated calls where you call, they call you and say, this is the sheriff's office, and uh, if you're okay, if you press one. If you need assistance, press two. And if you don't answer, they'll call you back three times in a half hour. And if you still don't respond, they send out an officer. Hmm. So I think once we get up and running, we will probably do that. I see. Okay. And Valdi, you mentioned a moment ago about volunteers. I'm guessing you can't do all of this by yourself. So what kinds of resources do you need to, to really build out this program? So I need volunteers to get the words out. And I've been networking with other organizations so if you'd like for me to come speak at your organization about more about the Are You Okay program, just give me a call at 779 are you okay? Yeah, 979-775-R-U-OK. Okay? And I'd be more than happy to come out to discuss the program in a little bit more in depth. Yeah, that, for the numbers, that's 775-7864, but that is Are You Okay? Okay. Is there a certain kind of, of person or personality who you think would be most ideal for this i just want somebody that's empathetic and just have compassion right and that's what i'm looking for okay so if you just tuned in i'm jay sokol you're listening to brazos matters and my guests are precinct three brazos county commissioner nancy berry and are you okay volunteer coordinator valdi masco so in terms of getting 
signups for your first year of this service, do you have any sort of projections or expectations? Because I'm guessing you've looked at some other communities that have launched a program like this and have some idea based on that. Well, I, my personal guess, and that's all it is, is a guess, is that I think there's probably a couple of hundred people in Brazos County that live alone that are seniors that could possibly, you know, sign up for the program. But getting the word out to those people and and getting them to sign up is not a given. Right, right. So I, I glanced at some some census data for Brazos County. It, it showed for the county we had, and you would know this better than I would, Commissioner Berry, that we have about 242,000 residents, roughly. Mm-hmm. We have a, a median age of about 26 and a half years of age because we have so many young people here. And just over 10% of us are 65 and older, so 24, 25,000 people. But you think a couple hundred is, is maybe the sweet spot? Uh, that's my guess, and that's all it is, hmm. is a guess. Because you have those 8,000 people that live are over 65, mm-hmm. and many of them are with family or spouses and stuff. But, and you have to live in the county. This is not a program for the cities. Not for this. Not for. Oh, okay. So this is not for Bryan or College Station. It's for if people you, out in the county. Yes, you have to live in the county. Okay. Uh, it's not in the cities. So we're talking about a smaller population. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was under the impression it was every you know the entire Brazos County population. It's no, out in the county. Yeah, yes. Okay. Where the sheriff is your law enforcement. Got it. So you really aren't talking about folks who who may be more geographically isolated and and away f- geographically from family and so forth, and not not in a more urban exactly. setting. Exactly. Huh. Okay. Have you spoken with any of your counterparts, whether they're in other counties and so forth, who have who have done something like this? Yes. Well, I went to Belton twice, as I said. They they have a program that runs through their police department and uh, they've been very helpful to us. Uh, Value has gone up. Um, uh, Lieutenant Garrett House and uh, Chief Deputy uh, Paul Martinez have gone up. So we've, we've watched them and they've been very helpful uh, hmm. because they've been running their program about 10 years. Hmm. Valdi, what kind of research have you had to do to prepare for this? So I actually went and prepared by, you know, looking at what's the needs of the elderly population, what resources we have here in Bryan College Station. So I was, and I just did a lot of research so that that way when they're called, when we call and check on them, I want to have an answer. I just don't want to say I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to have an answer. If any, if they need help with their prescriptions, so I'm following that up and see what could be done if they need resources for prescriptions, for medication, anything like that. So I've done a lot of research just trying to follow up. So I will have an answer for our residents. Sure. And I, my wife and I have, have had experience in the last few years becoming caregivers for elderly parents. And so we've had to do a lot of things we didn't expect to do uh, through power of attorney and, and medical power of attorney and so forth. And of course, our, our parents weren't necessarily as adept with technology as we are. And so are, are there any requirements for a, a caregiver of 
of an elderly client who may be wanting to do this? In other words, can, can somebody's uh, child or grandchild sort of help with the specifics related to this? They can to a point, but we need the individual who we're checking on to sign because should the deputy go and they see somebody lying on the living room floor, they need to be able to get in. Mm. So we need to have their permission to do that welfare check. Okay. So, but if you have a, an elderly aunt or a parent or cousin or, or friend that lives alone and you want to sign them up, um, call Valdi at the 775-RU-OK number and she'll get an application out and then that person can help the, the other person fill it out okay. and sign it. And making sure I understood, when you, when you physically sign this, this form, um, do you have to mail it back? Can you, can you upload it to the website? You know, what is the, that process? Yes, you can mail it back or you can upload it to the website. And if you cannot do it, either one, I might be able to go out there and pick it up myself. Okay. So that is another option possible. Okay. okay. Yeah, that, that would probably be um, helpful to some folks who just, again, they don't have the resources to do it any other way. So that's a nice service you're willing to provide. Um, is this essentially a kind of a plug and play kind of program that works the same in every community that, that does it? Or is there something special or different we, we've had to do? Well, I think every community is different and how they set it up is, is different. Um, but the basics of the program are the same. We're checking on seniors who live alone hmm. and reaching out to them. And we think, you know, it'll also cut down on elder abuse and uh, some of these scams that uh, seniors fall prey to. Right. And you feel like you have a good idea of where these, se- if you're not proactively contacted by, by some of these seniors um, or their family members, do you have an idea who they are and where they are and you would proactively go out to them? Or is that, does that fall outside the, the lines of this? Well, I mean, we're not going to knock on doors and ask them if, if they'd like to participate. But, you know, through uh, Meals on Wheels and uh, the senior programs and, and rural churches, um, you know, Valdi's contacting those individuals and leaving applications with them so that uh, we can cast as wide a net as possible to get these people to sign up and that's, participate. That's a great idea. It seems like those organizations in the churches would be a, a great resource uh, to, to figure out who's out there and who's in need. Yeah. Um, and again, we, we talked a little bit earlier about the, the costs that are covered uh, through, through some federal dollars initially, um, but then, it, then that cost will shift over to the county, and the, the county commissioners have, have decided that's, that's something you're willing to do. Yes. Okay. Uh, very enthusiastically, yes. Is there a certain number of years that you commit to, uh, or is this well, year well, by year? Well, the ARPA funds ran, run out the end of 26. Mm-hmm. So the budget year of 26, 27, we would allocate funds for it and then going forward from there. Is this, um, is this an extension of some of the services for our senior community that the county already provides, or do you think this, is, this kind of sets the foundation for doing even more for our seniors? I really can't 
you know, answer that because I don't know what the commissioner's court's going to go for in the future or what other services might become apparent hmm. through this. But I think we're always going to be open to helping our seniors. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, with a number of years experience as mayor of the city of College Station and now as uh, one of the Brazos County commissioners, I would imagine you have a much more holistic viewpoint of of the kinds of needs and your own family experiences as a, a caregiver for family members, uh, uh, an idea of what the uh, needs are, the services needs are for our seniors. Yes, um, and the transit district is also involved in you know para, uh, para services for handicapped and uh, disabled people for transportation. And I think we'll probably get uh, a number of those as well. People that are in a wheelchair or walkers or what have you that might need assistance. Yeah. Um, Valdi, you talked about getting some volunteers to help you uh, provide the REOK service. What kind of training will they undergo to be ready to, to help you out? Basically, it's just the basic training, how, you know, proper etiquette for phone calls, uh, in case we encounter someone that has mental health issues, the proper procedure, how to handle that call also. Uh, just to base it, being professional and just training about the calls that we may encounter that we are not equipped because we're not law enforcement officers ourselves to transfer it to somebody that can be able to handle that type of phone call mm. also. Mm. And, and some of those extra uh, pieces of information that that a client would need to provide in order to um, help a responder from the sheriff's office. If there is some reluctance from from seniors to to provide that, maybe feeling like, oh, I don't want to disclose that sort of thing. How do you how do you talk them into being comfortable sharing that sort of information? So they just start just trying to gain their trust, and just by talking to them, just just working on gaining their trust, and like we really do care. We are sincere about the program, and we really do care about your welfare. Mm -hmm. So that's what we would talk about, just being empathetic and just showing that we care. And I think that'll go a long ways. Just keep, because we don't want anything in return. We don't want anything in return. We just care about our seniors. Yeah, We're not getting confidential information. We're not asking for Social Security numbers. Um, you know, we're just asking for their name and address and uh, contact information and you know, do they have pets? Are they able to walk? Do they have physical impairments? Uh, do they have a life alert? Hmm. And uh, if they have a life alert, what company do you have it with? And you know, do they have a car, vehicle, and make and model? And you know, would they like to be notified if there's severe weather? You know, that's oh. coming. You know, so if you know, are they st stuck at home and there's a storm coming? And if they need to seek shelter, do we need to go out and get them? Oh, okay. Yep. No, that's a great. That's yeah. A great so, idea. so those are the basic questions on the application. So, um, you know, the sheriff's office never going to ask for a, a credit card, or checking account number, or social security. And anybody who asks for those things, you need not to <laughs> give that out because that's a scam for sure. Right. Yeah. What kinds of conversations have you had with maybe the senior population, whether it's your own friends and family or just others you've come in contact with, and you've kind of told them about what's coming? 
there's been genuinely positive uh, response everywhere uh, in describing the program. They say that's great. Um, you know, a number of people said you know they'd like to sign up. Um, so we've gotten a very positive response. Are you aware of any stories from from Brazos County where you know things have not gone well and and it just sort of reinforces the idea that we absolutely need this. Are you aware of real stories? Yes. Um, Chief Deputy uh, Martinez, when I told him about the program, he said, you know, since we've been talking about the program, there were two incidents, one where they saved somebody and one where they were not able to, hmm. that they died at home and uh, alone So this and was found several days later. So these things really happen. Yeah, they do. It really happened here. Okay, so let's go over it again. Um, the Are You Okay program, which is set to launch very soon. Um, Valdi, tell us again the basics of how this thing works. How will Are You Okay work and what services can uh, a resident out in the county, not in the city limits of Bryant or College Station, what can they expect? They can expect a phone call up to three times per week from a volunteer or myself and we'll do a welfare check and if we call and ask are you okay if you say yes if you don't have any other questions that's that would be the end of our conversation until the next time we call but if we call and you we ask are you okay and you say you have something going on we're going to assess the nature of the call and if be we will send a deputy or the ems out to your residence if we call again and you do not answer and we might try to call up to eight times before we send a deputy out. But before that, we're going to call the next uh, contact information that you have on your application to see have they heard from that person. And if not, then we would send a deputy out to go check and see what's going on at the residence. Uh, my volunteers and myself are happy to be providing this service. I also have a email address that you can email if you have any questions it's are you okay it's one word all capitalized at brassiscountytexas.gov also or you can call 979-775-7865 are you okay so that's the program yeah. um, brazos county texas uh, texas is tx so it's brassiscountytx.gov and it's are you okay at brazoscountytx.gov. Yes, that's And then, correct. Val, you and I were talking earlier that, that there are actually a couple of different ways to access uh, Brazos County Sheriff's information, and another website may also have a link to this program as well, the brazoscountysheriff.org. Right, yes, we are in the process of getting that loaded onto the brazoscountysheriff.org website where you'll be able to go into quick links and download the application, and that way you can email it back to me or you can mail it in or if it's not feasible i can come out there and pick it up perfect nancy berry valdi masco thank you so much for the talk we appreciate it thank you for having us thank you very much brazos matters is a production of aggieland's public radio 90.9 kamu fm a member of texas a&m university's division of marketing and communications our show is engineered and edited by program director matt dittman you can learn more about us at kamu.tamu.edu slash radio. You can access all the archives of Brazos Matters 
at our website, kamu.tamu.edu slash radio. I'm Jay Sokol. Thanks for listening.